0: Hello and welcome back to that podcast. My name is Ryan Janke. And as always, I'm joined by Dana Mashevsky and Pastor DJ Laura. And uh, today we have a special guest with us. Kristen Fulman is joining us. She's the executive director at Haiti iMission. Mission. That's much shorter than the one you you typically use. Don't you like that one? Yeah, Yeah, I do because yeah, it's shorter. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so for all of our folks, we always talk about needing like a uh, what what do you call it the 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 recording behind the recording Dana you know, like laugh track? No, like oh, a yeah. like a like a video playing all the behind the scenes stuff. Yeah. Oh, the what do I call it now? I can't remember. Like a like a Patreon, a Patreon.
0: Yeah, there you go. The Patreon. Yeah. So so
1: for those of you who like the kind of behind the scenes details, <laughs> this is our two hundred and fifty eighth episode. <laughs> one
0: hundred and fifty eight.
1: One hundred. Oh, I'm way off then. Okay, one hundred and fifty eighth episode. Yep. And this is the first time in one hundred fifty eight episodes that we got started and started to get going. And then realized we were not recording. So now we're starting.
0: This is why Sarah sits here and not Dana.
1: (laughs) So that's why Ryan is saying welcome back.
0: Well, I always say welcome back. Oh, do you? Yeah, but there was more emphasis this time. (laughs) (laughs) So again, uh, we have Kristen Fulman here, the executive director of Haiti iMission. And a hundred episodes ago, uh, Kristen and Dr. Lance Bergstrom joined us to give kind of a um, a what we do at Haiti I Mission and talked about the history and um, where they go in Haiti and all that sort of stuff. And I uh, asked Kristen back because you have kind of a cool thing coming up. Welcome, by the way, Chris. Yeah,
2: thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> and you've got a, a cool event coming up that uh, I'd like to hear more about, I guess.
2: Yes, absolutely. We are having a fundraising dinner and silent auction at the Delta Hotels. It's on October 12th, and that happens to also be World Sight Day, which is uh, just kind of a coincidence, but it's yeah. really neat. Um, so we will be having um, some fantastic silent auction items. We have um, Kevin Wallavand is our MC, and we have a speaker lined up. She is a New York Times bestselling author, Ingrid Ricks, and she is also blind. So she's going to speak to the importance of sight. Uh, you know, we all say that sight is important, but until you know you're in the shoes of actually not having it, um, you don't you know you don't really feel that impact. So yeah, I'm. Very excited to hear her message, and I think it'll be really impactful. And then we have uh, Keith Axman is going to have some live music to to end the night. So we're very excited. What what time does the event start on October 12th? Um, It starts at 6 with the social and silent auction, and then uh, dinner is at 6.30 and speaker at 7.30.
1: I love um, the Delta Hotel. That's yeah. that's my old stomping grounds. I used to work there oh, okay. many, many years ago. Sure. We won't say how many, but... Um, <laughs> but it wasn't the Delta? It wasn't the Delta at that time. The it Ramada? was the Ramada Plaza Suites. Like a little city. And uh, they have this great ballroom, which is, I'm guessing, where the event will be at. Um, like we're going to be in
2: Symphony Hall. So just, Symphony Hall. yep, just a little bit to the right if you're coming in that door yeah Yeah. so very good yeah
0: so it's a fun place yeah it's a fun place and it sounds like it's going to be a fun event and you've got a a full night um, like you said uh, speaker and dinner silent auction there's something on the silent auction list that I thought was really neat um, that I'd like to hear more about um, and that is a, a trip Right.
2: Yes. So uh, we have one of the doctors that traveled with us on our last trip. His family owns a home in the mountains of Italy. And so they have offered up two weeks at their home in Italy as a silent auction item. And it's beautiful. It's we're going to have photos and a video kind of a tour of that. And yeah, we're so excited to have that. Very grateful. Italy. Wow. That is so cool. <laughs>
0: that is really neat, um, and so this uh, this event is obviously to help support your mission to Haiti. And um, can you tell us again? We we recorded back uh, in April of 2021 where we heard a lot of details then, but. I'm episode guessing episode
1: fifty eight. Fifty eight is, is that what
0: we're guessing it is? It, I know that it's okay. episode fifty eight. So go
1: check out episode fifty eight. Pause this one. <laughs> go so check hopefully, out I'll be good at my job now. Get in the description. <laughs> Come back.
0: <laughs> but uh, I, I'm guessing that in the two years over two years that things maybe have changed or shifted or, or things like that. And so um, this event that you're doing is to raise some money for what you do there. Can you give us a quick what you do there? Yes, absolutely.
2: So we are in in Haiti for a week. Uh, We do have a few team members, myself included, that um, go a couple days early and get everything set up. We have a big military tent that we set up as a second operating room. Uh, We bring 3,000 pounds worth of supplies with us, and so we have to get all of that organized and and put away. Um, And then we bring a million and a half dollars worth of eye drops, of glaucoma drops with us. We've been very grateful to have that donation every year. Um, that's I'm just incredible. blown, I'm blown that's, away by that number. Yeah. That's and you incredible. said, you
1: said, um, before that's 300 pounds of eye drops, of eye drops. Yeah.
2: Yes. And so, so it's about bottles. six. <laughs> yeah. It's about six bottles to get each patient through a year, roughly. Okay. Um, some of them, if they have more advanced glaucoma, they'll even have, you know, two different types of eye drops that we'll give them. So, um, yeah, we're so grateful that we're able to treat every patient and give them, they have no other way to get those eye drops. So we give them a year's worth and we've been very grateful that for that donation, it's been huge. Mm
0: -hmm. And I think when, when you were here two years ago, was that the first time that you'd gotten that donation? Um,
2: Yes. So when I started as executive director three years ago, and that was the main thing I wanted to focus on um, because we, in the past we had always run out of glaucoma drops. We didn't have nearly enough to treat the patients that we saw. So um, yeah, now we have not run out. We've been able to treat everybody. We screen about 1,400 patients in a week. We do about 350 eye surgeries for cataracts and glaucoma. And then we, you know, hand out the eye drops and, and that as well. That's so. amazing. And
1: how long are you there? A week. The, All of those numbers are there. like, not computing in my brain <laughs> like, how do you do that
2: yeah this is we have such a dedicated team we work i mean 12 plus hour days and we're exhausted but it's a labor of love we yeah. have our past um team it was 21 people in february of this year and there was a combined total of 87 trips with haiti i mission with that team of 21 so that just shows the dedication yeah. of our team
1: you know when That's you're team. when you're talking about this you shared uh that you know you guys take like a like a milk like a B2 bomber or something like a plane <laughs> plane from World War II. In my head, what I picture is is the TV show Mash. Do you remember the TV show Mash? Yes. Like, Because yeah. you have an army tent, and mm-hmm. I mean, does it have mm-hmm. kind of that feel? Kind of, yeah. yeah. So
2: it's a DC3 um, World War II plane that's converted. Now they just fly mission teams down into the Caribbean nations, and so it's not pressurized, so the pilots can open <laughs> the windows during flight. It's it's really cool, and all of our supplies are behind a cargo net. They have seats, like they have real chairs that recline. They're not, you know, probably commercial airline grade, but yeah, it's it's a pretty neat.
0: neat I'm picturing you all with your camo on, right? Right, and you're like strapped to
1: like the side of the (laughs) plane, like not in like rows, but like.
0: But if I (laughs) I, we're (laughs) over the jump point, I remember
1: parachutes, and you're like, all right, dropping the cargo, and it just falls out the back.
0: I remember Doctor Doctor Bergstrom saying that it gets really cold, like because you you're not pressurized and the windows are open, and so.
2: Correct. Whatever the air temperature is, that's the temperature inside. So we Sorry. all have blankets, and it's a good chance. I also for a don't nap. like
1: flying, like on a normal, like commercial flight. So I can't imagine like flying that way. <laughs> like, so well, well, and you know, this is a very specialized and professional team. Um, is there a way for people that may be interested in in volunteering or connecting with this ministry um, to do so.
2: Yes, absolutely. So we do have, you know, of course, we have our surgeons and our optometrists and our scrub techs. um, And then we also have some volunteers as well that will help out in triage um, with some maintenance, you know, things like that. So it's, um, yeah, kind of something for everybody. So we okay. do have, um, there's on our website, com. There's a place there that you can sign up to volunteer. We do have an application process. Um, so that is sent out every year and then our board of directors will look at all the applications that come in and make sure our medical needs are met and then, um, yeah, fill up the team from there. Yeah.
1: What well, you mentioned also that, um, uh, currently there's one trip to Haiti per year. Um, and that the cost has been increasing what is the what is the cost what is the the price that you all have to pay to be able to go and do this ministry
2: mm-hmm. so each Team member pays one thousand nine hundred and fifty dollars out of pocket, mm-hmm. and part of that, you know, obviously covers the their travel costs and um, accommodations in Haiti. Um, each trip is roughly ninety to one hundred thousand dollars, and that has been increasing, which is one of the main reasons why we're looking at doing this fundraising dinner to help yeah. offset some of those costs, um, because of you know food prices, fuel prices, everything we're feeling, you know, is. Is the one. So, and we yeah. get as much as we can donated. I, you know, have a lot of good connections with different organizations and pharmaceutical companies, um, but there are just some consumable supplies that we're not able to get donated.
0: Okay. Sure. Wow. Is this the first time you're doing a gala like this? It it's is. It's your yes. inaugural.
2: Yes. And we would love to have um, 200 people, is the, what the venue can accommodate. And we would love to have every seat filled. Sure.
1: Is this something where uh, people buy tickets in advance to come and attend the gala?
2: Yes. So okay. there are many places. Um, our Facebook page, our Instagram page, our LinkedIn page, our website, com, and then it's also through Eventbrite. So all of our other social pages will um, take you to the Eventbrite site for that. Okay. So yeah, that would be... We're very excited. We think it's going to be a great, great time, a lot of fun and meaningful message and just to bring that awareness about what we're doing.
1: And this is on October 12th yep. at the Delta yes. uh, Delta Hotel, uh, 6 o'clock.
2: 6 o'clock is when the social hour starts and a chance to kind of look through some of the silent auction items.
1: Get signed up for that trip.
2: Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah, right. exactly. <laughs> Do you have... Um, I know last time you were here, it was 26 that you said last year you had 21. Do you have a target number or do you just, whoever signs up, this is who we're taking? And do you have a max? like? Yes,
2: so 25 is kind of the max um, with their, so with MFI, Missionary Flights International, they have two planes, um, but because of... Um, some pilot staffing issues, they were kind of limited with how many they can accommodate for us. So 25 is really the max number that we can take now with the current situation with the flights.
0: Okay. And um, how have things changed over the last two years? With has, has anything changed with COVID other than you mentioned prices going up, things like that? Um, has, it, has it gotten easier in the last two years? Is it more difficult? Is it... Um, I know there's a lot of unrest in Haiti. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that?
2: Yes. Yeah, so um, thankfully, we have not missed a year going down there since 2016. Uh, we did have to delay our trip. We normally go in February. Um, but in 2021 and 22, we had to go to, in May, um, the first year was because of COVID. Um, we had to wait until things had kind of settled down a little bit. And then we had extra precautions. We had to test in and test out of the country. Uh, we were able to get masks donated for all of our patients, you know, just some, some of the added precautions. Um, but we were just thankful because of the glaucoma drop situation and the patients having no other way to get those and they only have a year's worth. So That's kind of our driving force, um, you know, behind the annual trips. And then in 2022, it was delayed because of the, some of the unrest that was happening. But, you know, the region that we go to is always, we've always felt very safe. We have a great connection with the hospital there and, you know, and the community in general. So we haven't felt any of that unrest that's happening in Port-au-Prince, thankfully. Um, Keep Haiti in your prayers, though, because they, they need some stability for sure.
1: Yeah. Yeah. We have a um, another ministry that's a big part of atonement. It's uh, feed my starving children, mm-hmm. and they do a lot of um, outreach to Haiti for um, basically food relief with all the poverty that goes on. So
2: yes, yeah, so prices have, and, and that is really <clears throat> the only thing that we've noticed in the past couple of years is um, you know food scarcity and the prices are higher. Gas prices are higher. Um, yeah. In February, we actually had to figure out how to provide our own power because the hospital in Pion, they were only running their generator one to two hours a day. So they were just doing basically emergency cases. Mm-hmm. And so about three weeks before we were supposed to go, I, I got a call and they said, well, we're, we can't support a mission team right now because we're only running power one to two hours a day. And so we have a master electrician that travels with us. And so he was my first call and I said, can we be self-sufficient? So he has actually made an entire electrical board. All of this is like way beyond my knowledge base, but he figured it out. Um, We have a generator that was donated to us that's dual fuel. And then we found a conversion kit for another smaller generator that we have down there. And then I made another call to someone in Haiti that I know I was able to get enough propane that we could purchase in Haiti. So we ran completely on propane on generators for a week with our entire team of 21 doing 300 plus surgeries. And
1: that is amazing.
0: That is so cool. (laughs) It's it's amazing that the dedication to we're getting this done. Right. And 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 we're going to figure out a way to do it. That's really cool. And it
1: just so happens you have a master
0: electrician to reach out to. to You're
2: like, I have (laughs) the exact person I need. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. I said, you know, we're just a team. We're a big family, but there's never a feeling of a hierarchy, although our master
1: electrician was at the top. <laughs> no, the, sure. <laughs> <laughs> the hierarchy is the one that you rely on the most. Yeah, not yeah, the one without
2: power, there was not <laughs> going to be to any happen. surgery happening. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I've been told I don't take no for an answer very well. That's so. Wonderful.
1: <laughs> so how many, how many years has, has this ministry been going on? Since
2: 2016. So okay. Dr. Bergstrom went the first time with another team. He was just going to go and help out another team um, and do eye care. And so that, that was in 2012 And basically the doctor at that point that was working in Pignon or doing mission work in Pignon, he said, I'm getting too old for this. Literally here are the keys to the OR down in Haiti. So, you know, and Dr. Bergstrom is so giving and so generous. And so he took those keys and I'm very glad he did. Um, But then he started leading a big mission team in 2016, and we've been run, running ever since. Running ever
1: since. Yeah.
2: And we're expanding. You know, we're always trying to improve, expand what we're doing, outreach. We're um, actually, because fuel prices have been higher and a lot of the people in the rural communities have had a harder time getting to us, um, I actually, this next trip, I want to start implementing buses that we're going to send out an hour in each direction and mm-hmm. then bus people into us so they don't have those costs mm-hmm. of a taxi ride or a motorcycle ride.
1: Are is the the life-changing procedures that your ministry is doing are these things that we take for granted in the United States?
2: Absolutely. You know that the cataracts that we see in Haiti are literally if you go to our website you'll see they're they're the color of coke. I have wow you know, a cataract that was taken out of someone's eye on a piece of paper next to a bottle of Coke, and they are the same color. I mean, here, that would never happen. You Mm -hmm. would get them treated long before they ever got that bad. So the surgeons actually have to do a special cataract surgery technique um, called M6, Manual Small Incision Cataract Surgery, because they are so dense. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, wow.
0: Yeah, And that's com,
2: right? Yes, com.
0: Okay. Do you have other communities can you look at dana's face real quick well yeah she's <laughs> it sounds great doesn't it yeah it's fantastic <laughs> the things Love you that. take for granted that's mm-hmm. amazing
1: sounds wonderful what yeah.
0: happened
1: just mm. talking the about idea the, of the procedure you taking something oh out of someone's I, I thought
0: like... i thought she was looking at the record button again oh yeah uh, no but it's still it's still red <laughs> Making sure. (laughs) Do you have other communities in Haiti that are catching wind of what you're doing and they're like, hey, can you set up shop here or can you come back at another time or figuring out how to get those people to you when you're there?
2: Yes, we I get contacted throughout the whole year. People find us online. Um, You know, we get patients from all over the country that, you know, find out when we're going to be there and they come to see us because there's no costs for, you know, obviously everything that we do for them is free. Um, I was um, very fortunate. We had a booth. I've been trying to, you know, spread word about what we're doing and just increase our audience and increase the awareness because of the great need. And so um, we're highly involved with Lions Clubs in the region. And I'm a member of the Horace Lions Club myself. And so we had a booth at the International Lions Convention in Boston just a few weeks ago. And... So there, too, you know, meeting people from all over the world. We got invitations, I think, to seven different countries um, to go do mission work. Yes. But I said, well, we need to, you know, let's finish what we're doing in Haiti first and get that under control. We are trying to have sustainable eye care in Pignon. We're trying to find a Haitian doctor that we can support and train um, so they will have access to that eye care all year sure. and we have partnerships with a couple of schools in Haiti so we're trying to identify that that right person for us and we're really excited about that
0: that's great that yeah. is really neat I mean, yeah. it's
1: yeah. wonderful that you guys can go and do this once a year but there is a, a cost that keeps going up and you know if if uh, you can empower folks that are there already to yes. really keep it going I mean that just that yes. that's a that's a game changer
2: yeah, absolutely. And that's been our, our primary focus is, you know, another reason for added fundraising efforts too, because when we find that right candidate, we want to make sure that we have that sustainable income mm-hmm. so we can support that salary for that person.
1: Absolutely.
0: Uh, have there been any, um, any uh, like, like uh, gravy things, like um, improved... Uh, relations with the united states because of all this or have you seen any of that like uh, i know a lot of a lot of times countries are you know they just like just like us with any other country we're like you know have sort of preconceived ideas of distrust there yeah what's going on right have you seen improvements generally or don't you really notice that
2: um in a lot of the conversation that conversations that I have, I try to always let people know that, you know, we talk about the numbers of surgeries we're doing, the number of, you know, people that we're screening, but it's really about individual people. And I always say that we're all God's children. It doesn't matter where on the earth we just happen to be born. If we can help our neighbor, let's help our neighbor. It's kind of, you know, the same thing as when we have flooding in Fargo and, you know, we go to the areas closest to the river. We don't go and sandbag in sandbag you know, Eagle Run over in West Fargo. Right. So mm-hmm. our neighbors in Haiti, they're only three hours away from us by flight. And they, the need there is far beyond, you know, anything that we're seeing here where there are resources to get the help that people need as far as, you know, eye care. So the impact that we can make there is just dramatically larger than what we would be able to do here. So we're helping our neighbors.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think you mentioned that um, you coordinate through the embassy, with the Haitian government, so it's not as if there's all kinds of issues for you personally or the, the the ministry personally to be able to carry out what you're doing. Is that correct?
2: Right, yes. Yep, so we register the trip with the embassy, and then we also, like I said, with the hospital working relationship that we have with them, um, you know, we, are, we travel under their nonprofit um, with the hospital, and then they have American board members as well, Promise for Haiti, and so yeah, those partnerships are, are crucial. We have friends, you know, now that we've been going to the same region so many years, um, we truly have friends in Haiti that are excited. You know, when we land in on the grass runway in Pinon, we have half of the town, there waiting to greet us and give us hugs and how are you? And, you know, it's like (laughs) Like old friends. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: That's, that's really neat. Mm -hmm. So, um, is there anything else that you'd like to share about what you're doing or why you're doing it?
2: Um, You know, I think it's just, this is our skill set to make a difference and we're giving back. We just feel very strongly about the mission work that we're doing and it's, you know, all of the money raised goes directly into our trips and into eye care. And so we, you know, we just feel great about the impact that we're making. There's still a lot of work to do um, because almost 25% of the population in Haiti has glaucoma. Mm-hmm. And so we, yeah, because of the high genetic, you know, it's highly genetic. And so there's okay. family members, you know, we're trying to educate. We're trying to, like I said, have that sustainable piece with an eye doctor there all the time. We're trying to have all of our materials, uh, you know, translated into their native language so we can educate them. Most people have never even had an eye exam that we see. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we will oftentimes, if we see somebody that has severe glaucoma, then we'll ask them, well, how many kids do you have? How many grandkids do you have? Are they here with you? And we will, you know, give them an eye exam too. And we've caught a few that we've started on glaucoma meds. Mm -hmm. You know, they still have their eyesight. They're fine. So they didn't think they needed an eye exam. So just that education piece, we're trying to really make a, a very large, impact in any area that we can. And actually we have something exciting in February. We're going to run Vacation Bible School for the kids. Oh, in fun. yay. Yes. We are so excited and we have crafts. We're planning for 500 kids and it sounds like we may have to turn kids away even. Oh, uh, wow. We're going to do it at a big park that they have there on Sunday afternoon and we'll have some volunteers because surgery is still going to be happening. So yeah. um, we're not going to take away from that piece of it. But we have, um, you know, prayers that we're gonna put in biodegradable balloons, um, <laughs> and have uh, some American kids here write prayers on one side of the paper, and then Haitian kids write prayers on the other side, and we're gonna have them go up all at, you know, the end of the event. Um, so, you know, the American and the Haitian prayers are going up together. We're going to have crafts, we're going to have skits, we're going to have music. We're going to have, I mean, it's a snack. It's yeah. We're so excited.
0: It, is oh, that going to just be one day or is it going to be through the whole week?
2: Um, it's just going to be Sunday afternoon for a couple hours. That's kind okay. of all we can manage right now sure. with staffing, but we're working with and that many kids. Yeah. That's a lot of kids. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> We're going to be, um, working with some of the local pastors in Peon and getting, getting volunteers there to help out and. Yeah, that is really neat. very it's still so cool yeah, so, so we're trying to trying to spread the love of Jesus at the same yeah, time as yeah. restoring sight so
1: well I love even if even if you weren't running a VBS I mean you're 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 sharing the love of Jesus by what you guys are doing. What was the thinking to say we have all these kids around while this is going on? let's do a VBS as well or what?
2: Uh, we're just you know a little bit. Crazy, maybe. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I love it. You're like, well, how can like, we make this more? Well, already exactly. so busy <laughs> and have
2: so much going on. Let's add another huge
0: component Absolutely. to it. But
2: yeah. I, I think just because we love the community so much, and we just want to just really connect in another way.
0: Yeah, and when <laughs> are you going? Wonderful. February.
2: February 14th to the 24th is our next trip. Okay. And we do have our application. So if if anyone is interested, uh, go to our website, haitiimission.com, and just reach out on the website, and that will come to me, and then I'll make sure that you get the trip application.
0: Wow. Wonderful. All right. So the event is uh, a night for sight that is going to happen October 12th at 6 o'clock, $100 per ticket. Yes, one hundred dollars. Yep, and that uh, that gets you into all the entertainment as well as the silent auction, which, like we said, has the the uh, bidding on the Italy trip.
1: The yes. Italy trip.
0: That yes. sounds and we incredible. have a,
2: a few other great items as well. So we're really excited about that, and that includes a plated dinner, great music, great speaker.
0: Yeah, that's. It's gonna be a good night it's mm-hmm. gonna be really good so you can learn more at haitiimission.com kristen Fullman, thanks for coming in and joining us yes this,
2: thank you so much this has been great
0: yeah can i pray yes yeah. let's i'd pray. love absolutely
1: it. all right father god uh, we give you thanks uh, thank you for for having kristen join us today and share with us what's going on um with haiti I mission we ask your your blessing on the work that they are doing uh fill them with confidence and the assurance that you are with them that you are um uh, working through their hands, through their hearts, uh, through the love that they are sharing with uh, the people that you are putting in their midst. And we pray, Lord, that this upcoming event on October 12th, um, that you would bless it, that it would bring awareness to uh, our area of, of what Haiti Eye Mission is doing, uh, and that it would be such a wonderful uh, time of energy and joy uh, and excitement that uh, all the costs that are necessary for them to go and do this work uh, will be covered and that uh, everything will be ready for February uh, much sooner in October. um, Then, so there's no need to rush or or worry about where all the, all the resources are going to come from. Uh, uh, Bless their team uh, as they travel, uh, send them to do the work that needs to be done and bring them back safely to to us. All this we ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Amen. Amen. All right. Again, HaitiImission.com. Kristen Fullman, thanks for joining us. And we will see you all next time for another riveting episode of that podcast.